0: The Big Footy Port Adelaide Podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My
1: team, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. Power, power. Hello, and welcome to the I Port Adelaide the Preview Podcast for Round Three versus the Adelaide Crows. The game will be played on Saturday night at Adelaide Oval. I am Portia, and joining me, as regularly seems to be the case, is Maka. Maka, Mate, how are you? What's going on? Yeah, not much, just getting ready for a, a corker of a game coming up. Uh, I guess that uh, before the regular season started, we were probably thinking this might have been a bit of a fizzer, but it's looking pretty red hot right now, one versus two. Oh, top um, the to table, first time yeah. that's happened.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's always very
0: exciting.
1: But it is very exciting. Uh, and what's really interesting about it is the form of the teams that both teams have beaten, Uh in that I think that at the end of the year we'll, learn, we'll know a lot more about the teams that, were, that lost these games uh, than we do right now. Uh, so, for example, Hawthorne and Sydney, you know, the Crows beat Hawthorne, we've beaten Sydney away. Uh, are they both on the fall? Or are they both dropping down the ladder and that's part of why we got those wins? Or are we just excellent? Both teams pretty good. it uh, be interesting to see. So that'll all roll out, but at the moment, at the moment it just looks like a fantastic contest. So there you go. should be good.
0: should be yeah. very good.
1: Yeah, so look, we'll just cover the hot topic. First of all, there's not much going on at this point. Um, just Jake Lever having contract shenanigans with the Crows. Uh, it's, look, it's another another big player at the Crows, or big player, I mean literally, tall player, um, threatening to leave the Crows at the end of the year. <laughs> they, they seem to be making a habit of it. Um, it says he's waiting for the CBA. Do you think he'll actually stay, or do you think he'll go?
0: Oh, it's a tough one. Both him and McGovern are out of contract, I think, so it's yeah it's gonna well. be wow. interesting to see what happens there um i think mm-hmm. lever might be the one that if if someone's gonna go i reckon it will be lever uh as opposed yep. to the govern um but yeah de- definitely interesting um is he waiting for the c b a possibly i mean I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens there but uh he's probably worth a fair bit of money uh he had a really good year last year uh he's back in the side again this week um be interesting to see what happens there but uh I'll certainly have a, a, a little chuckle to myself if they lose another key position player.
1: Yeah, they've certainly lost a few. And the other thing about waiting for the CBA is that it can mean two things. So one can mean, can the Crows pay me enough? Or the other one can mean, hey, when the CBA's agreed, then the headhunters will be out in force and we'll see what I get offered. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, that's it. <laughs> so that, oh, that's, that, that's the it'll, rule. It'll be hot property. That's the rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I so can see um, someone
0: like Melbourne offering him, you know, 600 grand a year.
1: Yeah, maybe not Melbourne so much, um, but yeah, definitely a team. Definitely mm. a team for sure. Maybe uh, a team in Melbourne. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah, there we go. That's more. That's very likely. Yes, or <laughs> <laughs> Gold Coast. Yeah. Alright, well look, um, we're doing a different feature or this week, which is basically, we're going to be doing hopefully for the rest of the year, we'll see, uh, which is the what are they up to, uh, where rather than talk about the last time they met, which is usually, you know, it's a little bit fun sometimes, a little bit depressing sometimes, uh, this is actually a bit more useful if you want to know something about what to expect on the weekend, which I suppose is what this is all about, so um, Crows so far, they've played two games this year and we're just going to talk a little bit about those and uh, things like how they won and so on, so um, that's a new segment for this year, hooray! Uh, we'll start Let's with round one uh, The Crows the Crows beat GWS at Adelaide Oval uh, 22 goals 15, 147 to 14 goals seven ninety-one. That's a 56 point win 37 scoring shots to 21 Which is a pretty significant difference there um, And look, what does that tell us about the, the Crows as a team That we're going to have to come back against? Uh, I, I personally say that maybe GWS is not quite where they should be For a couple of reasons What are your thoughts, Maka? Uh,
0: look, round one I mean, a lot of uh, premiership favourites and, and good teams have a, a little slow start to the season, I guess, and maybe that was uh, GWS's excuse on, the, on that uh, particular weekend as well. But, look, the Crows played really, really well. Um, uh, they were certainly very impressive through the second half, as they were against Hawthorne as well, which we'll talk about in a minute. But, um, yeah, look, they had a, a pretty big win. Um, is Leon Cameron the weakest link for GWS? Quite possibly, Quite possibly he is. I mean, I guess we'll find out at the end of this season because really they should be, like, bare minimum making a grand final. That's uh, They've got the list. They've got the experience now. They need to make a grand final minimum with this playing list.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, that's the interesting thing about it. Is that they're being rated as premiership favourites or at least chances because of the quality of their playing list. But it's not – I don't think it's quite as good as we think it is. Um, because they're still playing a lot of guys. That you sort of say, "Oh, okay, they're good to have a little bit on the edge," but they're sort of mainstays in the side. Um, a lot of smaller players, but the the big mids. I mean, losing Jay Gramara, that looks a bit silly now, doesn't it? <laughs> no, he's from Gold Coast. Sorry, wrong he's one. He's from Gold Coast. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah Brain, come on, work. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, now Tom Scully, all these guys are—they're not the biggest mid- midfield, and you know we thought they were, thought they were going to compete on, but maybe not. Maybe, what, what's what? What is their theme now? At, at, at GWS as, well, as they did team, come out team. And
0: absolutely destroy Gold Coast so maybe they just had a, a slow start in uh, in round one um, yeah I guess we'll find out in uh, we'll find out next week really how we go against them
1: that's very true uh and we we'll just I guess we'll move on to round two uh the crows played hawthorne and they won again uh crows kicked 16 goals 17 113 and beat Hawthorne 13 goals 1189 at the MCg which is good for them you know an away win at the MCG uh, they only won by 24 points, but they still had about the same scoring shot ratio as the game before, where they won by 56, uh, 33 scoring shots to 24. Um, looking at the, the match, uh, Hawthorne looked really like they're done, Macca. What, what what do you think's going on there? Do you think they're going to recover from that, or are they just have, going to have a down year?
0: Oh, look, I've, I've said all along that they're going to miss the finals this year. Like, what do the older players mm. have to play for? Like, they... They were going for history last year with the, uh, the four in a row. They missed out on that. Um, I think it's probably going to be a similar case to what happened to Brisbane. Maybe not uh, that drastic, but I would expect them to miss the finals this year and quite possibly for the next few as well, to be honest.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, the, the, the real... For me, I've always contended that their defence has not been... As far as the quality of the players in the defence, I've always contended it's not been amazing. It's been solid, but not really all that great. Um, And to see them against the Crows just fall apart on things that Hawthorne have been known for for years and years now, Mm. Uh, just that team ethic, running for each other, uh, precise delivery. I mean, that was all massively missing in that last quarter against the Crows particularly. Um,
0: As as soon as the Crows midfield got on top, they had that overlap run going and and their forward line had a field day through the second half. And that that was the key for them against GWS as well, was getting that overlap run going. Um, We know the Crows midfield on paper is probably not that great. Um, that was their weak point last year as well. Uh, and that's where we're, we could get an advantage um, this week. Um, but they are playing pretty well, the Crows midfield, at this point in time. And, and if they do win the contested bowl, they run in waves and they've got the pace on the outside now to, uh, to really stream forward and cause uh, teams a few headaches.
1: Yeah, no, there's no doubt. And look, I guess we'll move on to the, the next part, which is basically how are they winning? What are we going to do about it, pretty much? Um, so I think what's really picked up for the Crows is their forward pressure, um, keeping the ball locked in the forward 50. Um, it, they're doing a much better job of that, I think, they have than they have in previous years. Um, previous years, I think they have been a bit more content to let it sort of come back and then rebound. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they get it in there quickly from the midfield, uh, it's going to be difficult for any defence. And I suppose it's going to be difficult for our defence to get it back out again. So it would be interesting to see how we've approached the midfield contests. Um, you'd have to think that they're going to go to space. But um, I don't know. What What are your thoughts on that?
0: Oh, they'll, they'll try and get it wide to the wings and try to get it to guys like Malera and, and Knight and uh, Hampton to try and use their pace and uh, try and run off. And, you know, the, I guess the key for us is we've just got to win the contested bowl. If, if we do what we did against Freo and against Sydney, I'm not too concerned that we're going to lose uh, the midfield battle, to be honest. Um, and I think we'll be able to keep them to under a, a winning score. Um, but that's the key if, if we win the contested bowl We, we win those clearances Ryder uh, gets over the top of Jacobs Which uh, we all hope will happen uh, Then I think we're looking pretty good
1: Well I mean I, I guess the question is How much of a defensive game Do we really want Defensive mindset Do we really want to go in with this week Because I mean the Crows have kicked over 100 points The last two uh, games um, Which you'd have to say that's, that's most of the reason why they're winning Is because they're coming up against defences That just can't contain them Uh, And they've got tall forwards competent enough that you've got to pay attention to them, but they've also got, you know, guys like Eddie Betts uh, who you also have to pay attention to as well. I I don't know. Um, They've got the best forward line in the
0: league. They've got the best forward line in the the league. They've got the most diverse forward line in the league as well because they've got four... Yes,
1: I'd agree with that for sure.
0: Four, well, three this week at least, uh, genuine key forwards who can all kick a bag of goals. They've got Eddie Betts who's the best small forward in the league. They've got Charlie Cameron who runs through there as well who can kick goals... Um, Riley Knight's kicking goals Rory Atkins is kicking goals they're all kicking goals at the moment so if you stop the supply um, that's going to be the key
1: So do you reckon it's going to be a bit of a shootout and centre clearance wins it?
0: I think so yeah because look if if the Crows get uh, enough of the ball through the midfield they're going to kick you know their 15 to 18 goals that, that's just going to happen so the key for us is mm. to make sure that Ebert and Boken and Wines and pal pepper are winning the ball through the midfield get it up our end um, and i'm I'm pretty confident that if we get the ball up our end even if we don't kick a goal every time we go in um, that our defensive pressure is going to be good enough to stop them from getting it uh, from their defensive fifty through to their forward uh, forward line
1: yeah absolutely absolutely. Um, and like I said, the thing that um, the crows—I mean, they've had that for a while now—but they've got a midfield that works pretty hard going forward and back. But we've been matching them, but maybe not for as long. So, uh, I mean, this year we've we've been doing that pretty well, uh, making sure that the, mid- the midfield goes back to help the defenders and also runs forward with the attack. Yeah. Um. That's, well, we haven't done that all happened. previously, have
0: we? Like, we've been pretty terrible. in no, that for the last often. few years. So. Not often. Um. When we were beating first four two four, games, have been you, good when signs. it was
1: important, and we do it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah first two games have been pretty good. So you, you might think that's a bit of an each way thing, um, but that they've got the more solid form and that count. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I guess I've already talked about how GWS and Hawthorne uh, maybe not top eight sides, or at least one of them is. Oh, um, GWS so is, is, is a top on. four side for sure. Hawthorne, I would say, is yeah. not a top
0: eight side. But yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. GWS will finish right. top
1: or second. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, before finals you're saying, or yeah. do you think they will actually win the, the important ones? Yeah, okay. Oh, I think a um, bit of both. <laughs> bit of both? Okay. bit of both. Fair enough. All right. Um, all right, well, look, we'll move on to the big news for the week, which is the massive changes to the Port Adelaide playing list. Mm. Um, Hompsha's out with the knee. Hartlett comes in. What do you think, Macker?
0: Uh It's annoying. Very very annoying. We've we finally got a defensive yeah. group which was uh, which was winning the contest. Uh, they all doing their job, and suddenly Hopsch is out for up to a month, if not a little bit more. So uh, it's a bit of a kick in the guts. Uh, it's a big pain in the ass. But uh, thankfully, Jake uh, Jenkins is out as well. So uh, I guess we will have to see what they do with Lever if he plays forward, which he's done um, sometimes in the past, or if he goes down back as well. Um, so I think in terms of the selection, Harlott for Humpsh. I mean, Harlot had to come back in. Um, and we yeah. were we were sort of a little bit, um, you know, we were scratching our heads a bit through the preview podcast earlier this week on who comes out. Well, I guess that made that uh, selection drama a little bit easier.
1: Yeah, I'm just a little bit worried. I mean, this is probably one of the worst weeks to go down one tall defence. Um, <laughs> do you think we'll get exposed on that count? Or do you think that we've... Um, the improvement in kicking that Hartlett will offer over Homsch might give us that edge back.
0: If Jenkins was playing, I would agree that it is the worst possible week to lose a key defender. But um, I think mm. with Jenkins out of the side, that um, it makes things a little bit easier, I think, as well. Uh, certainly if, if Homsch was out and Jenkins was playing, I'd be going, God, who are we going to play on these guys? But um, Jenkins out is uh, is a bit of a godsend because he does play very, very well against us as well.
1: Yeah, unfortunately. Um, but I, I guess we don't have to worry about that now, so that's good. Mm. Um, I, the next thing, people are talking about Pittard maybe coming back during the week. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like Pittard being out of the side isn't a huge concern when Houston's in the sort of form he's been in um, and that we've got enough other options and obviously you know, adding Hartlett to the defence that was already doing all right last week. Uh, and combined with that, a midfield that isn't falling apart, um, are we okay with that, Pittard? And does that spell... Or does that tell us something about our potential future now that he's an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year?
0: I'm content that Pittard's playing the in the SA, SANFL this week. I think um, it was going to be hard to find someone else to drop out of the side to bring him back in. So I think for one week, mm. play him in the SANFL. He hasn't played for you know three or four weeks. Uh, get that little bit of match fitness and, and touch back um, and then maybe bring him back in against GWS.
1: Yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. Um, okay, the next one. Emergencies this week, which we didn't name. Uh, Joe Atley and Miles Paholke. Uh, Joe Atley for Port, Miles Paholke for the Crows. Both been named as Emergencies and both drafted, well, fairly late in the last year's draft. Uh, we're seeing a hell of a lot of t- t- 2016 draftees playing already, Maca, Is this more than usual, do you reckon? It feels like it.
0: It does feel maybe a little bit more than usual. Um, yeah. And there's a few more named uh, this week as well. Or there's a few debutantes across, uh, across the whole league this week, so... Uh, Griffin Logue for Freo as well. So maybe yeah. uh maybe yeah Jared Berry and Human Cluggage as well for Brisbane. So they're two uh first round picks for them. Uh Ben Long for yeah. St Kilda as well. So there's plenty of uh debutantes across the board. Um so yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it is a little bit um unusual to see this many uh first year players playing this early on. Uh, but good on them. Yeah, They've yeah. obviously had uh, good pre-seasons and look, we know how impressive Attlee was for us through the pre-season and by all reports, uh Polky was the same for the Crows as well. So uh, they'll get their chance pretty soon, I would think.
1: Yeah, no, it's uh, certainly interesting. And uh, furthermore, we've got Brett Eddy who's managed to stay on the side for a third week. Uh, how do you feel about that, Maker?
0: <laughs> very, very good.
1: Yeah.
0: Very content <laughs> with that one. Well, look, if, if we do choose to uh, play Trengove down back, um, yeah, we should. Which uh, might still happen. Then we do still need someone like Brett Eddy to play out forward, just to keep that sort of structural uh, integrity going, uh, which we've had through the first two winning rounds. So, and look, he played a pretty good game last week. Every time he touches the ball, something happens, um, usually on the positive uh, side of things. So, uh, mm-hmm. I guess the key for him is to maybe take a few more marks inside fifty, um, and if he can get another sort of three or four touches, that'd be that'd be wonderful.
1: Yeah, honestly, I, I kind of feel like Brett Eddy is the guy playing alongside Treadray we needed, you know, 15 years ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah. No, I, I would yeah, 100% certainly. agree with that because he's exactly that sort of player that we needed. Like, we had Chad Corns who was yeah. sort of Roma a little bit forward, uh, forward yeah. in the play. Uh, Treadray just uh, dominating everywhere else. But we did need that third toll, which uh, Lady did play pretty well, you've got to say, in that sort of role. But uh, That's
1: true. That's true.
0: Maybe Brett Eddie might we have did. kicked a few more goals than a Toby Thurston's did.
1: Yeah, could be. Mm, mm. It's an interesting thought, isn't it? Mm. Uh, all right, we'll look, how, we'll look at the Crowd squad now. Uh, they've only made the one change themselves. Obviously, we talked about a little bit. Josh Jenkins out, Jake Cleaver in, which doesn't make a huge difference to their makeup of their side um, on the whole. Uh, and I guess we'll go through the specific matchups. And I guess the one that people are looking at, which maybe isn't as important as, you know, basic stats might say, is Jacobs versus Ryder. Uh, It's an interesting one. Yeah, well, Jacobs, he's had two games so far this year, one where he got 20-something hit outs, the other where he's got 40-something hit outs, and yet the Crows' clearances remain static between those two matches, Mm. which says that they're not getting a lot of benefit from him, um, or maybe not as much, I would say probably not as much as we're getting from Ryder. Um, I'm thinking that if Ryder's allowed to keep sort of playing the way he has an almost kind of wrestler's way to get a tap, that uh, Jacobs might be forced to play a negating role uh, and just try and make it that we don't get influenced. Because we'll, if, if they win an even number of taps, you'd have to think we'll probably do better out of it than they will. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Joel?
0: It's going to be one of the keys uh, to winning, I think, because J- we know how well Jacobs plays against Port Adelaide. He's won the uh, the showdown mm-hmm. medal, mm-hmm. I think, twice. He's been pretty close another couple of times as well. Uh, if he's okay. on, then he dominates against us, and we're in big trouble. Um, mm-hmm. It'll be really interesting to see how Ryder goes against him. Um, he's never really played against Jacobs as a sole ruck before. He's always generally been the second ruck. Um, we know how well uh, Ryder played against the Crows in 2015. He kicked six goals uh, in the two showdowns uh, playing up forward. Um, how do I expect the uh, the matchup to play? Oh, I'm not too sure, really. I, it might end up just being 50-50, but I think hopefully Ryder will have a bit of an advantage around the ground. Um, I think he's definitely got the leap to be able to jump over the top of Jacobs. Jacobs isn't that much of a leaper. He's more of the, uh, yeah. the old sort of Sandy-style ruck, I guess. Um, if yeah. if Ryder can get over him, um, and midfielders can display the form that they've had in the first two rounds, I mean that's going to win us the game quite simply.
1: Yeah, well, I mean I think that uh, I think that someone like Sam Pell pepper really enjoys getting that uh, direct ruck tap. You saw it a few times. Unfortunately, a couple of times are disallowed. But just last game, uh, you know, he's coming straight from Ryder to Sam Palpepper, and uh, maybe he, we might see how he will perform with the losing rock if, if yeah. things go badly. Um, it'd be interesting to see that and see how it changes his game. Look, as we've uh, said, the, the speaking... Crows' midfield isn't their
0: strength. That's yes. probably their weak point. So whether yeah. the midfield plays really well or, or not too well, I don't think it's going to really make that much difference to their chance of winning. Whereas I think our midfield is our strength. Um, mm, mm. so if, if we get now. shut down we're not going to win if we play well we are probably going to win
1: well I mean moving on to the midfield from the right contest um, our mids are bigger than theirs uh, the ones in the yeah. 22 anyway uh, and you have to think that the way we're playing we should be in a position to dictate terms uh, like you said earlier the Crows are probably going to try and clear it pretty wide uh, so we might see a lot of hurried kicks out to you know 45 degrees from the centre square and that sort of thing uh, but I don't know, I think we'll probably stick with run and carry and try and break through those waves in defence uh, and see how we go that way. Uh, I, I don't think they've got an answer to the combination of wines and SPP if they're both in the, the centre square at the same time. I just don't think they have anything that can match that. you probably um, add EBIT to
0: that as well, really.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, as a third, absolutely. You know, sort of like the third tour forward, uh, In the, if they're not necessarily great as a second or first, but you add it to wines and SPP and it becomes really difficult mm. um, to deal with. Um, so, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and, again, Boak getting to play as a small midfielder, what a dream. <laughs> you know, oh. he doesn't have to crop the, the, the big heavy blokes all the time. He just has to deal with a smaller mid that maybe he can now strength or outpace a little bit. It's, it's yeah. nice to get a nicer matchup for him. Well, um, see, I mean,
0: I'm three main midfielders now probably Wines Ebert and Sam Powell Pepper in terms of, um, inside ability to get the ball out. Yeah, we're not relying on vocal grade to do that anymore, which is fantastic. Mm, mm, mm. And yeah. they're all what minimum one eighty seven centimeters. Um, you look yep. at the crows midfield; they've got Sloane, um, who's I think only about one eighty two. Uh, Matt Crouch yeah, is one eighty one. Right. I think this is why they're playing Kirtley Hampton in the in the centre because he's he's certainly not doing all that much at the moment. Um, no. But he he is a tall figure. He's about one ninety, I think. And um, yeah, maybe they're just trying to get him in there and, and hope that he uh, gets his hands on the ball a couple of times.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I'm pretty glad that we're reducing the crows to hope. That's good.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he's uh, not really right, well, um, winning all that many clearances. He's only one. Like he's um, uh, he's started a lot in the midfield in the uh, at the stoppages. He's right underneath the bow, and he's won two clearances for the year so far. So. He's he's probably not doing his job in that regard.
1: No, that'd be fair enough to say. Um, I guess we'll move on now to the forwards. Uh, Look, I mean, you've already said that the Crows have got the best offense, uh, probably not best forward line, let's be more specific. Mm and they've got that combination you have to watch out for. Uh, I don't know, how do you feel about matchups in this area? Um, who goes with bets, for example? I think that'll be a pretty key one. Because um, they've had the Tours kicking goals a bit, but it's still the, the Smalls that are making their scorelines look um, honest. Yeah. I don't know, what do you think?
0: Well, look, he's averaged four goals a game against Port since coming to Adelaide. We know how well he's played. Yeah. He seems to love playing against us, which sucks. Um, yeah. We've tried Impey, we've tried Jonas, we've tried uh, Burnt Jones on him. Uh, since he's crossed over, and none have really worked all that successfully, I guess Jonas has had the most success on him. But I think maybe this week we might have to play Jonas on a toll. Um,
1: yeah, I think so.
0: How do we? Can we stop him? Like, I'm not even all that sure that we can actually stop him. And maybe that's one of those situations where you just sort of like he's going to kick four goals anyway. You just let him kick his four goals and uh, concentrate on shutting down all the other forwards in their forward line.
1: Look, I think that's pretty reasonable to do. Uh, and if we can just force him... I mean, I, I know it's not a huge difference, but if we can force him to mark a little bit wider, then that might help the make the goal accuracy a little bit lower. Or more importantly, a little bit further out from goal would be ideal. Um, I mean, you, you yeah, would assume I think it might on face to... value
0: that Burn Jones will probably stand next to him at the first siren. and yeah. We'll see how he goes. We've got other players that can play on him. Um, maybe Dan Houston might be a shot. I don't know. He's been really, really good one-on-one. No, uh, I... um, no. Nah. I don't know. I, the thing I like about Dan Houston is I don't think he's going to allow Eddie to, to uh, push him underneath the ball. The thing about Eddie Betts is he loves to play from behind. He loves to push his opponent under the ball so he can run on, on, onto it and um, have a clear shot at goal uh, running back the other way. Whereas I don't think Dan Houston would allow him to do that. I think he'll uh, make sure that he plays from behind. Um, and that's where Eddie uh, Eddie doesn't really like that. He doesn't get too many goals that way.
1: Look, I see what you're saying. My personal preference is for Dan Houston to maybe play the role that we would normally have Piteye play or maybe even a Hartwell play. Um, because someone that can mark well reliably and then dispose of it effectively. I mean, if we're gonna win if we're gonna be if not winning, at least heavily pressuring their midfield, then there's gonna be a few errant kicks going forward and that sort yeah. of marking power is exactly what you want around the half back line. So I don't know that I'd wanna burn anyone bets if we can have him in a position where we can make a turnover. Um yeah so it might even be that um, Houston plays on you know a tallish guy and then Jonas does get bets at the end of the day. It'll be interesting to see uh, how we decide to go with that. Yeah so who plays on
0: Walker? like he had a pretty big game against the Hawks <sighs> he took eight marks, kicked a couple of goals. he's kicked 29 goals in 11 games against Port He's kicked at least two goals in every game he's played against Port since 2010. Uh, we know that Jonas has had uh, some really good roles on him in the past. Do we go that way again?
1: Yeah, look, maybe. Um, I think that we've been giving Cleary the big jobs lately so we might just have Cleary on him, I reckon. See how that goes.
0: Well, certainly I'm I'm all for Cleary playing on Walker. Um, He might play on Lynch as well, who also um, has had good form against Port Adelaide in his his last four games against the club. He's averaged uh, 19 touches, 7 marks and uh, also kicked 12 goals against us. Uh, And look, He's got great endurance. He's really, really quick. He leads out strongly as well. He's very, very hard to play against. He's probably the best player in the league in that particular third-toll sort of lead-up forward role. Um, So maybe Cleary might go to Lynch just because of that uh, endurance advantage.
1: Well, I mean, I guess I'm asking now, uh, are we going to play Jackson Trango back? That's part of it. If Jenkins was playing, playing, I would
0: say 100% he's playing down back. Um, Now that he's not playing we could probably get away with not having him down there. I mean, again, it depends what Jake Lever does, really, coming into the side. Does he replace Jenkins in that fourth tall forward role? Uh, If so, then I would say Trangove's going to head down back. Uh, If not, then I think we can afford to play Trangove up forward.
1: Okay, no, that's fair enough. I mean, I I guess for me, I'd still be keen on Clarion Walker because I think that he can probably manage it a bit better. Um, I think that Lynch, you're right, he is good. And he's got that agility as well, not just the endurance. I think he's a little bit trickier than Walker in a lot of respects. Walker does yeah. a pretty simple thing, and I think that's probably better for where Clary's at right now. Mm. Um, but then who you put on uh, Lynch? Well, they've still got know. McGovern. Uh, I mean, that's
0: the thing. McGovern kicked five goals yeah, against us last yeah. year. He's, he's not pretty, but he's got um, big hands and uh, and grabs the ball. He's one of the best contested marks going around at the moment. Um, and he destroyed well, us in the, second, uh, in the second game last year, so... Dunno, maybe West Off, yeah. I mean that might be a, a, an opportunity
1: as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, could be. Mm-hmm. Um that's certainly an area where we're susceptible, so it it's really gonna be heavily towards the midfield I you'd have to say at this point. Um all right, uh we're happy with the forward lines, we can move on to their defence and how we're gonna break through that. Yeah. Um I'm a lot happier I'm a lot happier with these matchups. <laughs> I uh, hugely happy I know that Charlie is pretty good um and, but I think that if we've got a if we've got Brad Eddie doing his thing, we've got Charlie Dixon actually taking marks and kicking goals um I think that's enough to worry him and then we've got all the smalls around that if we put Robbie Gray forward I mean what are they going to do? <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't think they've got a match up for him
0: Bob <laughs> well, they'll probably try Luke Brown on him. he's their number one sort of shutdown defender they'll they'll give him a shot first, I think which. It um, means that uh, Chad Wingard might run run a little bit free as well. Uh, maybe they'll put Jake Kelly yeah. on Wingard, um, give him a shot. Uh, just on, on paper, it looks like we should have an advantage up forward, really. Um, we know that uh, Talia usually shuts down West off, so you can write off that one. But um, I yeah. guess we really need uh, Charlie Dixon to have another pretty decent game this week. If he can take another seven marks, kick a couple of goals, that'd be really, really handy because uh, it's going to free up. Uh, someone like Brett Eddy or, or Aaron Young to, to kick a few goals as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, really, as much as anything, we just need him to be a credible threat. So if he gets two goals and a bunch of marks, then that's enough to break him up and make him worry a little bit. Um, this is the thing great, though. Their defence play yeah. is very okay.
0: similar to the way that we play as well, in terms of they love the third man up, they love to, uh, to zone yeah. off and uh, try and read the play and make sure they get uh, more numbers to the contest where the ball's going to land. Um, so the key for us is to get the ball in quickly and make sure that that doesn't happen, really.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think this is one of the other things that's uh, um, a side effect of our larger team in midfield and Robbie Gray going forward, is that, like, you put Luke Brown or Robbie Gray, Robbie Gray's actually got a couple, about an inch or two on him, uh, and yeah. he's a pretty strong little nugget too, so um, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I, I still don't think they've got anyone that can match him. Um, normally they might just play a taller defender on him, but they haven't got that much that they can really do. They can't really take away from Wingard, as you say. They can't really take away from other, other forward options. So it'll be interesting. And Aaron Young, you've got to be – you watch out for too. He's managed to maintain his form from last year. Yeah. Um, I think we've got enough forward options to really stress that defence and especially if our midfield has a pretty consistent supply going forward. It, look, this could, be a, this could be a big win for Port. So how Crossing confident you
0: are you? How, how is your confidence I'm, level going into this game right now, looking at these sides on paper? Oh,
1: Look, my confidence level's pretty high, um, assuming Ryder is fit. So if he he hits a a, a twinge in his hamstring or something like that, then we could struggle. But I think that this is a game that has a really wide variety of possible results. So it could be that the Crows win by about 30, or it could be that we win by about 50, um, or anywhere in between, because we're playing a shootout. This is a shootout, basically. It's going to come down to who clears it, because we know that once it goes forward, it's probably not going to come back. Yeah. Uh, although we've probably got more chance of making it come back than the Crows do, so I, I guess on on average I'd probably say Port should win this one. By how much I don't know. It's a showdown, so maybe that's an, a a big overestimate to say that they'll win by you know five six goals. But uh, we'll see. I, I feel yeah. like I feel like on average we should win by about four goals.
0: Okay.
1: Of the Fair possible enough. scenarios, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's good. Yeah. All right. Looking uh, on from there, the game in general. Coach, should we be concerned about Don Pike? Are we really worried about him?
0: Don't know. I'm not sure how to answer that. Possibly. He's got the Crows playing very, very well. Um, And that's, I guess, the the main concern going into this one is that they are in great form. They've been able to um, find themselves three or four goals behind in both games this year and come back and win very, very comfortably. Um, So he's obviously him and his crew are obviously able to uh, recognise faults mid-game and uh, change things up a little bit. Um, so in that regard, I guess, uh, yes, we should be concerned.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not super convinced that he's going to make the Crows the super side, but he does seem like a coach that knows exactly the list he's got and he's playing to its strengths, um, which is a huge deal. You know, the current game style we're playing... It's not hugely different to in the past, but our personnel's changed to the point that we can actually pull it off a bit. Um, and just being, being a coach that does know their list and that can make a game for their list. I mean, that's what Choco used to do, regardless of whatever terrible side we had or good side we had at the time. He always used to make a, a game. And I guess that probably puts Don Pike in a similar category, although, of course, the Crows is a lot more static uh, in terms of what they can do. Um, I don't know. I, I think that we should expect a competent coaching performance, but I think it's just, I think it's just beatable. I don't think I don't think it'll be won by the coaches too much, unless I think it's going to come down to is a coach going to make a horrible error mm. <laughs> and can they correct it? Yeah. Um quite And I, I don't yep. I don't think we're going to don't think that's going to happen. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, and last question: uh, psychological advantage, Maca. Who do you reckon's got it?
0: Crows for sure.
1: You reckon? Why do you think that?
0: Well, they've won the last what, three against us? They've won four of the last five against us. Um, They know that just about every single player in their forward line has had a huge game against them. uh, Sorry, against us. Um, Mm. So I think they'll be very confident coming into this game because they know that uh, in recent history they've played exceptionally well against Port Adelaide. um, And they've got the wood on us at the moment. So... Uh, I think um, that sort of uh, mental advantage will, uh, will give them a, a bit of confidence. Um, hopefully, um, we can sort of stop that from happening this week.
1: You see, I kind of feel it's the other way around. I kind of feel like because we're on the rise, and as you said, they have got the better record. But I, I think looking at our midfield, like if I'm looking at our midfield, I'm thinking on the Crows, then I just would be really worried about the explosiveness of it. Yeah. Like there's just so much potential to just break zones up, and that's what they rely on so heavily. Um, I think we've got a psychological advantage, particularly if we have a couple of flashy you know, big goals early on or something like that. Um, but see, yeah, they, they could, could, they could put put probably say the same the
0: thing. Foot. They could say the same thing because they've got a lot of very quick oh, yeah. midfielders now that um, can break through the lines as well. So I don't know. I've, I think if there's a psychological mm. advantage in this game, I think it's going to lie with the Crows at this point.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, I disagree, but that's all right. That's, that's all fine. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. And, Mackers, have you got any questions from Bigfooty?
0: I do, but just before we start on them, um, yeah. the, there's one question that I want to ask, and that's regarding Paul Pepper. He's obviously had a massive two first games in his career. Mm. He's coming up against yep. the Crows side this week. Um, do they target him? Uh, are they going to try and rough him up a bit? And how do you think he will respond to that?
1: I don't think they'll target him physically. I think they might target him by having someone ready to be on the other end of his kicks when he clears. Um, I think he cle- I think he gets the ball and he clears pretty well. But every time that we get the ball, um, there's always you know, one where we maybe they can scoop it up and clean it up. Um, so I, I don't know. I think that might be the only place where he sees difficulties. And they'll actually try and frustrate the result of his play rather than the actual play itself. Okay. Uh, but I don't think they'll wrap him up. I don't, I don't think we'll do that. I think there's a big chance um, they will. Really? I think they Who? might. Who's going to do it?
0: I think they might try and target him and, you know, just bumps and seeing. Uh, look, the first two oh, rounds, he look, has been look, a little bit loose in, in terms of his freeze against. Um, I think in yeah. this early stage of his career, maybe, if, um, maybe they might think if they can get in his head, um, they might be able to get a few cheap free kicks from him. Um, and if we can sort of if if it gets a little bit more physical than that and someone sort of runs through him it might put off the rest of our team as well who might be seeking revenge for a a young player getting hurt Uh,
1: if I'm the Crows I'm roughing up Jared Pollack yeah (laughs) sorry I think
0: that that makes (laughs) sense Um, but I don't think you would see the reaction uh, to roughing up Jared Pollack as you would in roughing up Power uh,
1: Pepper, not from the other players, but from the player, I reckon that Pollock would have a stronger reaction to being getting given close attention than Sam Powell Pepper will. I think when we saw Fife smacking uh, Power Pepper and trying to intimidate him last week, he just didn't give a shit. And I think that, I think that's his brand. I think that's his brand. I don't think he's the guy that's going to get fired up and start punching people or anything. I think he's just going to get on with playing hard football, like what Adelaide player is supposed to do, you know. That's, that's the thing. You've heard me talk about it on the podcast before, West Adelaide bullshit, where West Adelaide go the man and Port Adelaide go the ball, and then mm. who wins? Port. So, oh, look, I, I, think exactly I would be pretty exactly happy it. if
0: they did that. This is where we need Greg Phillips at centre-half back telling anyone that's close, look, if you touch him, you're going off the ground in a body bag.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I guess that might be Tom Jonas, but I don't know if he's got that same intimidating presence. <laughs> I guess, no, Jackson Trengove, isn't it? It's Jackson Trengo, yeah. isn't it? Trengove would, would be the, the most one that would do that,
0: yeah. Mm. For sure. Now, questions from the forum. We do have some questions from mm. the forum. Uh, Papagello has yeah. asked, uh, "Who would win a fight between a pensioner with a sweaty Camry chamois and Josh Jenkins?"
1: I'd hope the pensioner, because why is Josh Jenkins fighting a pensioner? <laughs> <laughs> he's you know, Josh I think Jenkins. I think he'd just say, "Yeah." I think he'd say, "No, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to punch a pensioner." In which case, the pensioner probably wins. So there you go. There's your answer. <laughs>
0: Josh Jenkins would tell them to rack off and they'd probably throw their apricot slice at him. So that's probably about it. Yeah,
1: Yeah. depending on how long it's been baked, it could do a little bit of damage, I guess. I don't
0: know. Mm. Uh, Mm Portmanteau Manteau has asked, uh, how is it that our 2014 game plan was so easily shut down while the Crows have been able to play high-octane wave-running style with uh, little hindrance for going on three seasons now?
1: Um, the Crows have had a consistency in their playing list that we haven't necessarily had. We've had big changes the last two years. We've had um, Ryder come in and change our whole ruck setups uh, and therefore our forward setups as well in 2015. 2016, we had Charlie Dixon come in. And we had no Ruckman. I'm not going to count Maddie Lobby. Uh, and, you know, there's a settlement, but also just the fact that since 2014, we've got a bigger midfield than we used to have. You know, we don't have to run around to get the ball ahead. We don't have to run to space and sort of do clever things like that. We can sort of charge through a bit more, you know. Mm. Um, it, guys like Aaron Young are, are now feeling confident enough to say, no, I'm just going to run through this. Um, Pal Pepper started day one just running breaking tackles. And for some reason, unlike the start of a lot of other seasons, the umpires are being actually a little bit patient with players trying to break tackles. So yeah. that's been good this year. That's been good for us. Yeah. Um, so I think that's most of it, just that our personnel's changed. And that, I mean, realistically, of the players on our list, we're currently playing, I reckon, pretty much the biggest list in midfield we can play. Mm. Our backups behind the guys we've got in the side right now, like they're not big guys, yeah? Like, you know, if you lose a, an SPP and you bring in almost anyone, um, we're going to lose size in the midfield. And, you know, it doesn't take much to mess with chemistry. Um, I don't think
0: so our 14 game plan better... was easily shut down, to be honest.
1: Oh, I don't think it was shut, we, easily shut down. but I, We didn't lose I many games that year. And down. when we
0: did lose, it was only by a kick, usually. Um, I think, I think we, was, yeah. the, the, the tinkering that we made to that 14-game plan didn't work. And I think mentally, uh, there's a big problem there. And that, that's probably the big difference with us, is that the Crows seem to always be able to thump teams below them on the ladder. Like They have a lot yeah. of big wins every year. Um, and they usually yeah. struggle against teams above them. They usually play all right at home against uh, sort of top four teams, but play them away, they usually get beaten pretty comfortably. And we seem to be the exact opposite, where we struggle against bottom four teams for whatever reason, Um, but we usually seem to play okay against um, better opposition. Like we seem to play at the level of our opposition more than what the Crows do. Um, So I think that's um, a big issue in that. I think um, it leads to sort of mental issues there. Um, as a as opposed to sort of game plan issues with that particular question.
1: Yeah I mean I, I don't think we were shut down reliably as you said, but I think we were shut down in a similar way most of the time than we were, and I think that's what's different. I don't think we're as easy to shut down now. Um because you can't just exploit, you know, the, the fact that we're not necessarily great at the the wrestling contests as we were. We had a few players that were good at it. Yep. Now we can probably actually expect to win more of them, and that changes how you play as a team. Um, and honestly, you know, everyone gets confidence from it. Everyone sees it. You know, we had a couple of long goals early on, and now since in round one, and since then we've had more long goals than I reckon we had all of the last two years combined. Yeah. <laughs> um, more goals from outside 50 almost. Uh, sure. <laughs> so it, it's just that team confidence being built by that, that key change in personnel. Um, it's really interesting.
0: Mm. Uh, Lightning Rod has asked... Um, do we have a player in our starting 22 that has the propensity to show the same level of passion and aggression Chad Corns did during showdowns? Uh,
1: that's a tough call. That's a really... That's a tough call. Well,
0: clearly, uh, Carl. I don't he... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah,
1: no. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess Chad Wingard. It's a Chad thing. Maybe it's a Chad thing. Um, Wingard definitely gets fired he's...
0: up. That's for sure. He I think does get Jonas fired. Gets fired He gets proper fired up. fired up. I think we might think see someone up, but... like Trengove or Pau Pepper get fired up, but it'll be hard to get to the level of Chad Corns because he seemed to raise his game and he just loved giving it to their supporters.
1: Well, it's not just that, but also the Chad Corns, like it was visible. So with Tom yeah. Jonas, I don't think it's visible. Like he might be fired up and play well, but you don't get that sort of that whole, his whole face contorting into something monstrous <laughs> when something good yeah. happens, you know? Yeah, looks like um. he's going to
0: explode. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Chad Corns looks like he's auditioning for Beauty and the Beast when he gets excited. <laughs> um it's really it's really uh yeah, when Chad Wingard he's got a little bit of that. He's got a little bit of that after kicking a goal, he's got the you know a little bit of the screwing up in the face and the the, the fists and everything. So yeah. um I, I reckon he's probably the closest, but I just don't think we've got anyone with that same degree of um schadenfreude when things go well for you and badly for someone else.
0: Mm. No, that's fair. Mm. Uh, Schultz Shult- uh, and Fest has asked, um, "Would you rather fight a hundred goose-sized Josh Jenkins or one Josh Jenkins-sized goose?"
1: I've dealt with geese before. <laughs> I lived on a farm for a while. Okay, geese are rough. I don't want to. Fi- I don't want to fight any geese. So I'll fight the hundred Josh Jenkins. Okay, fair enough.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, th- I think yeah. you'd probably win as well. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, I don't know. Like, do I have an apricot slice? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe. Well, talking about food, Fishing Rick, of course, has uh, asked a food question. Oh, yeah. uh, plain buttered or caramel popcorn?
1: None of them. None? My sisters like caramel. I, look, this is what, I've bought some pectin from a place, the Melbourne Ingredients Store, they call something like that, um, and pectin to make jam, and, well, I... Ordering, I noticed they had cheese powder. I was like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. So they now I want to do a micro popcorn because the butter never really covers it properly, and you have to use ridiculous amounts to get a bit on most of the pieces, and then it's too buttery and oily and disgusting. It's not really buttery, get a, a cheese powder. Salty, it? Yeah, it doesn't work real well. Um, whereas you get, you open the bag, you put in a, you know, a bit of a teaspoon of this cheese stuff, shake up the whole bag, and you've got nice, cheesy popcorn, flavoured popcorn because it's a dust, it's really fine powder. And so it gets around and sticks to all the bits, and it's really nice. So, there you go. That's my answer.
0: When I was, I've got to say, I'm going to butt in and say Dion Corbett has raised a very good point and has said that uh, our captain gets fired up on the speaker Chat. So, that is very true. He does get yeah. fired up for showdowns. He,
1: he gets fired up, but it's not comical. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, I, that, that's the He important needs to get the red out. face
0: <laughs> vein popping in the neck thing going on. Which uh yeah,
1: that like that the, the, the chads have, particularly Chad Corns. You yeah. know, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't have that. Like he, you see, he gets fired up, but he gets fired up like a normal person.
0: Yeah, I would say I <laughs> like, like uh, I, I do like plain popcorn. I'm not all that keen on buttered popcorn, to be honest. Um, caramel yeah. popcorn, I don't think I've had for a very long time. I used to love uh, lolly gobble bliss bombs back in the day. Oh no, oh, they were no, awesome. No. They were fantastic. Really? Yeah, they were great. Oh,
1: Oh, awesome. Uh, oh, but I haven't had rough. them for
0: a, a very, very long time. So uh, I would be going with the plain popcorn.
1: Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. We also haven't counted chilli popcorn either. That's quite nice. Oh, we be put a bit nice. of chilli powder. Yeah, chili bit of chilli yeah. pepper, bit, bit of salt and shake it up. And that, that's bit, pretty, be... pretty good.
0: Oh, I could see that. I could do that.
1: Yeah. That Give it a go. Nice.
0: Uh, Wolfie1870 has asked uh, me if I've tried Audi's knockoff potato gems and uh, if so would I recommend them I haven't because we don't have an Audi up, up here but I think we are getting one soon so uh, I think it's getting built um, in the not too distant future so probably by the end of the year I might be able to let you know about that one but uh, look for me it's uh, bird's eye or it's nothing quite simply
1: I don't eat potato gems, but if you're getting oldies in Adelaide now, um, wait for winter and get the Jaffa Cakes. They're fantastic.
0: Jaffa Cakes. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Jaffa Cakes. Yep. Yep. They're a seasonal thing, but they're pretty good. Hmm. Mm.
0: There we go. Uh, <clears throat> one great club has asked uh, if he should enjoy a serving of sticky, tender ribs during the game. Yes. Definitely.
1: <laughs> it makes it so much more fun. And also it gives you something to nervously chew on if things are going getting a bit tense and frustrating.
0: Look, every time is rib time for me. Um, ribs are great. <laughs> ribs are awesome. It's, uh, ribs Big
1: Daddy. Ribs an interesting thing because like... Oh, sorry. I just want to finish on ribs. Ribs are really interesting because I think that people either like them or, or either don't really like them or they're obsessed with them. Like, they'll just eat all the ribs, you know, everything. Mm. It's crazy. Mm. Anyway, yes, continue.
0: Uh, Big Daddy has asked her, does chicken salt have chickens in it?
1: Yes. No. I don't
0: know I believe there are two and a half chickens in every uh, sachet of chicken salt to be honest so nice nice
1: that's it
0: and last one we've (laughs) got is from Hammer8 um, who said the saying looks like Tarzan plays like Jane and looks like Jane plays like Tarzan Uh, name one player for each
1: oh shit I don't know (laughs)
0: I'll go first because I've, an I've got an answer for this one. For okay. me, it looks like Tarzan plays like Jane. It's got to be uh, Zach Smith, I think. Um, and it looks like Jane plays like Tarzan. I would Rory say... Rory Sloan for me. Yeah, Rory Sloan. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yep. i would He's go He's got very that. pretty hair. He does. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, the I, I don't know I'll just stick with Rory Sloan because I can't think of anyone for the other sorry mm, that's
0: alright <laughs> and that's it that's mm. all we got
1: alright well look I guess we can move on to the final wrap up Um, Macca have you decided who's your winning side and what you predicted margin's going to be uh,
0: this has just added more confusion to uh, an already serious problem <laughs> here in trying to uh to tip a winning side and a margin look, I'm going to say the margin's going to be uh mm. uh the margin will be forty-one points. Right, and the winner will be yeah. Adelaide.
1: Oh, 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 Macca, 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 I'm Macca! Say the Crows are going to get one over us. Do you really think that they're six goals, seven goals better than us?
0: Uh, yeah, probably.
1: Oh gosh, I don't see that. Oh. No, don't agree, Maka. Well, I'm going to any, say anyone can be
0: any goal difference uh, better than any other side on any particular day, really. So just depends yeah, how it plays lot. out. That's but big,
1: that's a big margin.
0: It's a big look. I think if whether we win or the crows win, I don't think it's going to be super close. I think it's going to be a decent margin in the end. It might be close up till three quarter time, but I think whoever gets on top in the last quarter and will run away with the game a bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, all right. Look, I'm, I'm going to go Port, uh, and I reckon margin, i said already kind of my scenarios are all averaging around maybe a four-goal margin, so I'm going to say 24 points, Port Adelaide. Um, and, but it, as you say, I mean, I, I do think it could lie out, um, but I, I don't think it would lie out that much, and particularly under the Crows' way. I, I do feel like we are favoured to win. Over the Crows on the whole, personally. But just because we have that midfield advantage and how important midfield is uh, in this game, uh, given that we sort of are kind of a match or kind of two strong forward lines against relatively mm, defences that can be exploited, I think that midfield Mm. contest is going to be really important. So I will say
0: I'm more confident Mm -hmm. about us winning this game than I've been yeah. us winning any showdown since 2014.
1: Okay. So I'm, not, I'm not sure if yep. that's a
0: good thing or a bad thing. Because whenever I tend no, to be enough. confident we're going to win, we seem to lose.
1: Okay, okay. Uh, who's your highest goal kicker for Port Adelaide? Who's going to get him?
0: Uh I think Youngie might break th- uh, free with uh, three goals. I'm
1: going to go Chad with three, Chad Wingard. I reckon he's due okay. for a, his step up game. He's had quietish games, but he's still got goals and still done a bit. But I like to see him have one of those Shad Wingard games that he has in the big ones. And this is a big one. This is the big one for the regular season, one v two. So this is the sort of game when he usually really steps up. So I'm going to go with Chad for sure. Hopefully okay. four, but probably I like three. That. Uh, new section, fear factor. Um, yeah. Which port player do you think Adelaide should be most concerned about? Which
0: port player? Who's going to give him brown trousers? Oh, I'd be most concerned yeah. about. Well, it's probably got to be Ryder, I think, this week because okay. I think, uh, yeah. yeah, as I said before, like Ryder and Jacobs have never really gone up toe to toe against each other as uh, as the lead ruckman. Um, so I think uh, if Ryder can get an advantage, if, if same as I said last week, I think if Ryder wins the ruck, we win the game. Simple as that. Um and I think that will be why he will be the one that they're worried about.
1: For me, I kind of feel like uh it should be Ollie Wines. I think the Ruck thing could give us a small advantage, but just I don't I don't think they've got a match for Ollie Wines. Uh, and he's in rare form this year. Uh mm. he's added, you know, a few extra strings to his bow and uh yeah, I think he's definitely the, the player that they were, that on selection night right now they're going, Oh god, what are we gonna do about him? <laughs>
0: Well, <laughs> he did have two. Uh, statistically, at least, he had two very big games against uh, the Crows last year as well. So he does uh, come to play against the Crows on a pretty regular yeah,
1: basis. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Interesting. And the reverse: which Adelaide player should Port be most concerned about?
0: Which Adelaide player should Port most be concerned about? That's yeah a very good question. I think oh, I'm going to say Tom Lynch.
1: I was going to say Tom Lynch. Okay, that's fine. Let's agree. Got
0: him first. I'm going to say Tom Lynch because I think if he... He's played really, really well against um, Port Adelaide the last few times he's played. He won a showdown Mm -hmm. medal last year. He's got that pace advantage, the endurance advantage. He runs very hard. He can kick goals. Um, And I think we probably don't have an ultimate matchup for him. We might end up playing someone like Hartlett no. or, or Brody on him uh, just to try and keep up. Um, so, yeah, I think he's the one that uh, we, we might need to stop because they do play through him quite a lot. Uh, and if we can stop that supply, uh, that'll certainly go some way of winning the game.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think of the tools Taylor Walker and Mitch McGovern play a lot more conventionally. Uh, They're player types that we have beaten in other games in the past, not necessarily even those specific players, but just they're they're an archetype, because I think Tom Lynch is a little bit more exceptional than the other two, uh, and and he has performed well against us in the past. I think it makes him a tougher matchup for us. So, uh, yeah, totally agree with that one. Um, And another new one, Quiet Achiever. Who is going to put in the game of high standard that may not wow the crowds? Who's going to be the, the guy that you say, he played really well, didn't he? But you don't go, wow Who, Who is it? I'm
0: going to say Sam Gray. Okay. I'm okay. going to say Sammy. I think he's going to do a defensive job on someone and he's going to keep them pretty quiet. Um. So, yeah. And I, I think it might go unnoticed a little bit by the crowd on the day.
1: Look, I think it's going to be Matty Broadbent. Um, I think he's been in actually. I think he's been in actually pretty good form these last two games. I've been more impressed with his game this year than I have been in previous years. Um, I don't know. I don't know if he's just taking a bit more, got a bit better focus, or if it's just that the machine's working better around him. But I think he's a guy that. Yeah, I think he'll do all right, and I think we might not notice it because there's other guys doing ridiculous things.
0: Um, I think that's a really smart call. I think, especially if he does end up playing on someone like Lynch. Um, yeah. Because I, I, I feel like the general port supporter population won't think that Lynch is as dangerous as what we both think he is. Um, yeah, so, therefore, if, if he shuts him down, I think it'll go pretty unnoticed by the port crowd.
1: Yeah, Whereas I we'll look, be going, I there going
0: Yeah, Brody.
1: And he's I think he's been using the ball better as well when he's had it. Um, he's been a lot smarter in terms of his team playing, scrambling out of defence and all that sort of stuff. It's been good to see, so... Yeah, yeah, I'm happy with that one. Um, oh, look, if all right, if, he, games, if he shuts
0: Lynch down, that's a 10 in my rankings. That's yeah. a 10. All the 10s. No, everyone has a 10. 10. All the 10s.
1: Okay, good. <laughs> uh, any games you're looking forward to apart from the Port game this weekend? Oh, Look, I don't even know who else is playing, <laughs> to be honest. I've oh spent a week
0: concentrating on the showdown. Um, look, I think uh, <laughs> North versus GWS would be a pretty good game. Uh, that'll be a pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. Geelong and Melbourne will be very, very interesting. Melbourne have obviously had a very good start to the season. Uh, uh, how are they going to be affected by Hogan and Lewis not playing? Um, there might be an upset there, I reckon.
1: I. Oh uh, well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think Geelong's going to win that one. I don't, I'm not impressed with Melbourne, believe it or not. I'm not impressed with Melbourne's form this year. Mm. Uh, they're playing, they're doing, still doing really dumb things. Like just watching Max Gorn last week, some of the stupid handballs that guy gives off. I mean, he's an excellent ruckman, <laughs> but he just, what are you doing? You know, you handball to a bloke that's 20 metres away, and then he's got that guy's right up, got someone he's running into, and from where Max Gawn's standing, he can see that there's a guy coming to put him under pressure. Uh, I don't know. Any little games like that along the way?
0: For me, it's more individual yeah. games that I'm going to be really interested in seeing. I'm super excited to see how Griffin okay. Lowe goes for Frio and Harley Ballack as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sam Durden yes, plays true. his first game for North Melbourne finally after I think it's his third year on the list. Um, so that's yeah. going to be really interesting. Um, hopefully, Jared Berry and Hugh Cluggage both play for Brisbane. Um, super excited to see how they both go as well look, if Harry Mackay, um, he's a huge key forward, um, pretty keen to see how he he goes for Carlton on the weekend as well.
1: Yeah, look, I mean, I'm a little bit... I've been going through the coming games ahead, and I kind of feel like Brisbane in Brisbane might be our first loss for the year. Um, And if McCluggage has got a couple of games under his belt by then uh, added to Brisbane, I think they're doing a bit better this year. Uh, And I think they're focusing on the right things they need to do to improve their side. Um, which is unusual for Brisbane. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think, I think oh, they're the they doing all right. They're footy at the moment. Yeah, they are. Um, you know, maybe it's just the honeymoon period or something like that. Um, mm. But I also agree with you on Griffin Logue. Um, I know that everyone's sort of having a, a a bit of a laugh at West Coast about SVP and how they let him go right under their nose, but I guess there's probably a lot of Freya fans out there right now asking, oh, gee, we could have had SPP too. The Griffin Logue better be all right. So it'll be interesting to see how yeah. he goes. Yeah. Um, because I mean, look, we saw him play last year. He's got he, he'll give it a red hot go, and I think that that's as much of what Frio need in their side right now as anything else. The fact of that little bit of enthusiasm uh, to come in and play well. So um, oh, he'll that be will be interesting to see. In the the right. He
0: reads the play so well. He'll do wonderful things mm, across half mm. for Frio. I think long term.
1: He'll look like a champion compared to the guys I've got there right now. So uh, I think that I think he could be come straight in and be a rising star nominee. Who knows? Look,
0: they've made so many changes um, as well, Frio. Uh, some of yeah, them are yeah. maybe a little bit harsh, I think. Or uh, well, maybe only one. I thought Darcy Tucker had a really good game last week. but uh, yeah. yeah. All the others, maybe not. But uh, yeah, at least they're changing things up.
1: Yeah. Oh, look, there's two games that you haven't mentioned that I'm pretty keen on. Um, it's not often that I'm keen on a Collingwood game, but Sydney versus Collingwood yeah. on Friday night. Uh, I think this is going to be one of the ones that gets the, the Sack Buckley team out in force. Um, <laughs> I think that the Sydney are going to win this one pretty easily. Uh, and for me, I think that might be we might see something similar with the Suns beating Hawthorne, or even if they just finish within a couple of goals after being smashed by GWS last week. I reckon all those young Hawk fans that are just thinking that they've got the most vulnerable team on the planet, I think they might start panicking if Gold Coast uh, does them in. So I'm interested to see how that one goes as well. But uh, oh
0: God, All those uh, Hawthorne members since 2014
1: scarves will be in the bin. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they might be uh, bringing out the, the, the piles of horse shit themselves and saying, what's going on? <laughs> this isn't the club that we grew up with four it's years all, ago. It's all Clarko's fault for getting rid of Mitchell and Lewis. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know someone will say that. Definitely. Um Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, look, we've just hit the hour mark. I think we've had that, that paced fairly well on the whole, so I'm pretty That's pleased pretty with good. that. Um, That's very good. Yeah. All
0: right. Well, it's I It's going to be an interesting
1: one. It's going to be a big gonna one. Gonna hopefully be we a win. a really good one. Ports are going to win by heaps. It's just going to be an absolute day out. We're going to get five goals up in the first quarter and then just keep kicking away from there. It'll be real good. Hmm. <laughs> The way. That'd it's be nice. Good stuff. All right. Nothing left to say but can't port. Can't appear. can the appear. Gray was brave. Running hard, more getting forward. One last chance. Boat brilliant. Wines.
0: Monfrey's centering ball. Cassisi. <laughs> <Weird.
1: laughs> you know who again. It is his birthday. <laughs> Kids are frightened.